Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers you talk, deeper insights on the news. Here's our host, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio. Well, we continue to track the headlines in Turkey and Syria as they race against the clock, trying to save lives from the devastating earthquakes that have already claimed the lives of over 30,000 people. But beyond the headlines, there's some other things that are happening that also matter. The recovery effort is actually bringing people together, including leaders of opposing countries with long-standing disagreements. We'll go to our ultimate inside source in Turkey, the United States ambassador to Turkey, Jeff Flake, to help us understand what is being done together, what kind of unity is being created, and can it last? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. We're very pleased to have joining us once again on the program, the U.S. ambassador to Turkey, Jeff Flake. Of course, many of you recognize his name as a former senator from our neighbor to the south in Arizona. And of course, now uh, in the middle of this extraordinary uh, devastation of the earthquake, the miracles that continue to happen, uh, looking at the the people of Turkey and Syria, uh, the need for aid and so many other things. And uh, Mr. Ambassador, thank you so much for joining us and uh, give us an an update. uh, How are things looking actually on the ground? I know the images we see on the TV screens are one thing, but uh, to be there has got to be very, very different. Well, obviously, it's just utter devastation. Uh, The Death toll is now just for Turkey, you know, over 30,000, uh, not to mention Syria. So it's it's just devastating. But uh, along the way, you see little miracles. And even now, one week later, uh, you still had a, a few rescues uh, today. Uh, so that uh, at least gives some some relief to the rescuers, at least. And we've had uh, a couple of groups from, from uh, the United States, uh, one group from Los Angeles, another from Fairfax County, Virginia, search and rescue teams who've been at it for days now. And, you know, it's got to be rewarding to uh, to find somebody still yeah. still alive in the rubble. Yeah, absolutely. You, you mentioned uh, earlier as we were getting ready to come on that uh, uh, you've been traveling a little bit. Tell us where you've been and uh, what you've seen. What, the, what does that look like? Well, uh, Turkey, the, the, this earthquake happened in what they call the southeast. Uh, and so... Uh, Adana is uh, where a lot of military folks will recognize it, where we have Injerlik Air Base. Uh, it's a NATO base, and uh, that's where a lot of the supplies are going in and a lot of uh, U.S.-based assets, uh, particularly uh, helicopters, uh, are positioned to uh, assist uh, our Turkish counterparts. And so uh, the trip today was all about uh, coordination there to, to make sure that uh, 
we're making the best use of, of these assets and uh, able to help in in rescues until the search and rescue phase is done. It almost is, and then uh, in the recovery effort. Yeah, and as you as you look at that, and as you move through all of that, I know one of the things that seems to be one of the big challenges is just the infrastructure itself, the ability to move some of those assets and get some of that relief uh, to those in need. How is that progressing, and what is the U.S. role uh, in all of that? Yeah, you know, Turkey uh, is is much different from Syria. Uh, Turkey has a very functioning uh, government that uh, is, frankly, very experienced in search and rescue and uh, earthquake recovery. They've had earthquakes here before. And I should note as well that uh, Turkey, over the past just seven years, has aided around the world in, in more than 50 countries uh, with earthquakes or floods or other natural disasters uh, on five different continents. And so they've They've paid it forward, wow. and so uh, we're we're happy to help uh, in this regard. But this this devastation is on a, on a scale that no government uh, uh, could deal with without assistance. So I think the last count I was told by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs today is 99 countries have assisted in in some way, and boy, uh, Americans have stepped up big. Uh, I mean, you have school groups across the the country, you know, doing drives to to get donated clothing and Super Bowl it was announced a, a donation line um, that uh, was incredibly effective uh, you have some very well-known Turks uh, like Amdi Ulakai who uh, is a, the founder of Chobani yogurt right uh, he kicked in a million dollars to seed an effort and I think has kicked in another million and uh, so it's just uh, really heartening to see uh, you know, people in the Turkish diaspora in the United States, but also just uh, people who, who were moved by this uh, tragedy. Yeah. So it's just been been great to see that. But, but boy, they've got a long road ahead. Um, you, you know, this this takes a, a long a long time to get uh, to get around. Yeah, and uh, I so appreciate you pointing out. Uh, I don't think a lot of people would have expected that the people of Turkey had been uh, to all these other countries and delivering aid and paying it forward. As you said, I, I love those connections and and how that plays out. And you talk about the the long road ahead, Ambassador. Um, as you as you look at that, we know there's also obviously between uh, Turkey and Syria, there's a big refugee uh, issue there as well. Uh, look forward a little bit. Tell us what are some of those challenges going to be for some of those people who have lost multiple homes or even multiple tent city homes uh, as they seek refuge? Yeah, this this hit in the southeast where there is a larger uh, refugee population. Uh, Turkey uh, hosts uh, um, more than 4 million refugees. About 3.6 million of them are Syrian refugees. Uh, so they're, they're already... They're really spread across the country of, of Turkey, but uh, concentrated more in the southeast. And if you want to talk uh, utter devastation, uh, northeast, uh, I'm sorry, northwest Syria is even worse, where they really don't have a functioning government or some of the areas affected by this earthquake or in uh, regime-controlled areas, some in opposition-controlled areas. And uh, it's much more difficult to maneuver and only certain entry points that humanitarian efforts are even allowed in. Uh, so they've had it much tougher. We're doing our best to, to help them as well, but, uh, but obviously under difficult circumstances. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. 
More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. And uh, give us just some sense. Uh, you talk about all of these different countries that are coming together as the United States ambassador to Turkey. Uh, give us your perspective in seeing that come together, the unity that comes together in, in moments like this and, and how that enables uh, really some of these miracles to happen. Well, I saw an image uh, yesterday that I uh, never thought I'd see, and it was the foreign minister of Greece. His name is Dandius, uh, and he landed in Adana, where I was today and uh, was embraced on the tarmac by the uh, foreign minister, Chavisholo, of uh, Turkey. And then they climbed aboard a Turkish uh, Chinook helicopter and, and toured the devastation. Uh, now, if you know anything about Turkey and Greece, you know there's a tremendous animosity, and their the foreign ministers are usually trading insults um, and arguing about uh, you know, claims to land in the Aegean, um, but uh, to see them come together in this way is really heartening. Uh, by the same token, uh, in Armenia, uh, to the north, for the first time in a long time, that border crossing was opened and relief uh, trucks were coming across the bridge uh, to deliver relief from the Armenians. Uh, so it, it is really heartening. You hope it lasts, uh, and uh, we hope that uh, this will strengthen our bi- bilateral relationship with Turkey and uh, and obviously in the region uh, it can lend to healing as well. Yeah, and then finally, Mr. Ambassador, uh, we know that the people around the world have really short attention spans uh, these days, and we move on to the next crisis, the next issue, uh, the next social media flurry of whatever it may be. Uh, what's going to be the real key, especially for Turkey? Uh, as you mentioned, it's it's a a big bite and a long chew. It's a long haul ahead. What are going to be the real key factors, and especially from your vantage point uh, as the U.S. ambassador to Turkey? Well, there's going to be, uh, you know, we're, like I said, moving past the search and recovery now into the um, recovery phase, and, and that will be rebuilding, um, you know, a lot of the uh, living quarters. I mean, just to give you an idea of how bad it is, uh, we have 37 uh locally employed staff in the city of Gaziantep uh, in the southeast uh, for the first three or four nights. Every one of them slept in their cars. Fortunately, uh, we didn't lose any to the earthquake, but they didn't dare go back into their homes. Uh, Turkey is, is it's a lot of vertical living, a lot of high-rise apartments, more than than, uh, than people would expect to see, and uh, people are just afraid to go back in. So you're going to have a period, uh, a long period, where uh, we're going to need uh, tents. Um, That's the the thing the Turkish government is asking of us right now is to secure more winterized um, tents and and maybe container uh, living facilities. Uh, That's going to be a while, but then there's a lot of uh, other infrastructure to build. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a long way out. 
But uh, fortunately, like I said, they have uh, uh, Turkey has a, a strong functioning economy and and uh, good skilled uh, laborers and engineers and and uh, they they will rebuild. They did after the '99 earthquake uh, near Istanbul, but this one is even bigger. Uh, well, we uh, appreciate you taking some time with us today, Mr. Ambassador and. Uh, I am sure it has been a week that has felt like uh, one eternal, very long day and, and dark night. And uh, we appreciate your efforts in representing the United States and uh, helping in many of those miracles and that unity uh, that has saved lives and that will be a critical part of uh, Turkey's path forward. Uh, we really appreciate you uh, taking some time with us today. Yeah, let me just say as well, people in Utah are stepping up as well. Uh, LDS Charities, for example, is involved in uh, working with the government here to to make sure that they provide relief as well as a lot of other individuals and uh, nonprofit organizations. So it's just very heartening to see. It really is. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, once again, uh, the United States Ambassador to Turkey, Jeff Flake, uh, joining us on the line from Turkey today. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Even in the devastation, there's there are always miracles and there are always opportunities to come together to unite across our differences to do the right thing for humanity, not based on politics or geography or ethnicity, but because we're all human beings and fellow travelers. Again, grateful to the United States Ambassador to Turkey, Jeff Flake, for taking time out of an extraordinarily busy schedule uh, to give us an update from inside of Turkey and uh, a good look at what comes next. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.